We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Geico presents sharing versus oversharing. Today, Bridget Griffin shared a video of her daily yoga routine, two self-help articles, and her new blog called Build Your Inner Bridge with Bridge. Girl, your sharing has turned into oversharing. No worries, Bridge. Geico has some info worth sharing with your seven blog followers, like how you could save money on your car insurance, update your policy, and report a claim just by visiting geico.com. How's that for building your inner bridge? Bridge, Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.
Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings.com, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Use the promo code ROTOWIRE when you deposit for a free contest entry today. It is Thursday, October 8th, 2015. I'm Clay Link, joined as always by Jake Latarski. You can give Jake a follow on Twitter at jakeski52. I'm at Clay W. Link. This pod is available on iTunes and Stitcher. We'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a nice review uh, on iTunes and uh, check out all the other pods we have going. A uh, ton of stuff, DFS pod, uh, East Coast offense. Uh, really kind of, a, a Adam Wolf used the term, kind of uh, got like an empire building as far as podcasts go, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty nice buffet of football podcasts yeah. to get you ready during that car ride to and or from work or a good workout if you like to listen to our, our smooth, silky voices during uh, <laughs> during your workout routine. So give it My a shot. My voice is feeling extra silky, but not actually <laughs> silky, more like raspy and terrible. Just given uh, the the weather change, mm-hmm. allergies change really in Wisconsin right now. I mean, we're sitting here at 60 mm-hmm. degrees in the middle of October, which uh, doesn't usually happen at this time of year. I have a, have a bad feeling it's going to take a turn for the worse pretty soon. Yeah, we've been pretty fortunate. It's been really nice up here, like 70s, high yeah. 60s. So uh, I know the reality is going to give us a cold smack in the face very soon, but appreciate it while we can. Uh, let's dive into the Week 5 slate, first quarter of the NFL season in the books. Uh, flew by, but uh, exciting stuff here. Tonight's game is interesting for sure. Colts at Texans. Texans, two-and-a-half-point favorites uh, over under 43 and a half. Figure that line may swing with with the news coming today. Uh, swing more in the Texans' favor that Andrew Luck more than likely going to be out, not expected to play, according to several media reports, including uh, one from Ian Rappaport of NFL.com. Schefter backed him up too. Yep, exactly. And it sounds like Luck is going to take some some uh, or make some throws pregame, mm-hmm. see, test that shoulder out. But Matt Hasselbeck is expected to to start. Former Packer. Uh, great Matt Hasselbeck. He's also himself ill, correct? Yeah, I think he's dealing with a viral type deal. So you know, maybe a little bit of dehydration coming into play. But I think, I think he'll be back and he'll be ready to go at least mm-hmm. to play. How effective that might be another story. I saw that uh, Mike Doria, our senior NFL editor, used Matt Hasselbeck in the RotoWire, uh, one of our RotoWire free rolls last weekend. Uh, I don't know if that was out of necessity or what, but you see this week. Any situation where Matt Hasselbeck would be start- startable, either in daily or maybe two quarterback leagues? You know, not not so much. And uh, you mentioned the line. I mean, I, I wrote that line in there less than a couple hours ago, and it's already swung two points in Houston's oh, wow. favor. So Houston, four-and-a-half-point favorites tonight. I had to look that up here in the meantime. But as far as Hasselbeck goes, uh, taking a lot of questions about this lately. But, I mean, the guy is he's ill to start with. Mm-hmm. He's going on the road. I, I, I just I don't see it. Unless you're in a two-quarterback format where Cam Newton's on a bye and you need one of those guys, I think Hasselbeck is uh, – he, he seems like he'd be a viable candidate then. But beyond this week, after I mean after tonight's game, I think you can go ahead and cut him because Andrew Luck is getting close. Yeah. The report said he's out, of course, but uh, if it had been a Sunday game, there would have been a pretty good chance of Luck suiting up for that game. And, of course, once Luck's back, there's no real reason to hang on to Hasselbeck. So use him and lose him, I guess, tonight. Yeah, glad you mentioned Carolina on by there. Forgot to mention just the the teams on by, just uh, kind of for bookkeeping purposes, just to file away. Jets, Dolphins, of course, fired their coach, Joe Philbin. Panthers and Vikings all on by this week. Now with Hasselbeck, ugly game last week in, in, uh, against Jacksonville. Uh, both sides struggled to really move the ball. How, 
but T.Y. Hilton does have a history of big games in Houston. Do you think he repeats that tonight, or do you think with Hasselbeck under center, uh, you can't expect that? I think even with Hasselbeck, you have to start T.Y. Hilton. There's no real reason to consider benching him. It's more or less the other guys that I'm a little bit worried about. Like, I took Dante, Dante Moncrief out of my lineup in favor of, I, I think it was C.J. Spiller in one league, but I, I can't start Moncrief with too much confidence this week, uh, just just because of the whole backup situation. And they're going to try to run the ball quite a bit. And I don't know. We'll see how Frank Gore goes. I mean, he's really their only option right now. Uh, but I mean, I would maybe temper expectations for T.Y. But I think, what is it? I saw the stat. I don't have it in front of me. But I think in the last six games he's played Houston, he's averaged like 100 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And, and even bigger, I mean, the last two times he's been on the road in Houston, I think he had over 200 and a touchdown the last time and a multi-TD game the time before that. So the history is there, but of course that was all with Andrew Luck under center there, and, and you just don't know what you're going to get out of him with Hasselbeck there. Nonetheless, he's their top target in that offense. If they're dogs, uh, they're going to have to throw quite a bit. So T.Y. Hilton's the guy to look for in that offense if you have to play anybody tonight. Yeah. On the Texan side, though, Arian Foster, disappointing debut last week, uh, had that, that fumble and uh, you know, minimal production, but are you expecting, you know, even on a short week for him to have a, a much heavier workload and far better results on the ground? Yeah, I'm hoping for it. I'm flexing him in a couple spots. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm optimistic, at least. I mean, TJ Eldon had a, I believe it was a 100-yard game against this Colts run yeah. defense here, and Arian Foster, even though, uh, you know, Yeldon has youth as, at his advantage, Arian Foster, very skilled back with, with a solid pedigree, and I think especially in those PPR formats where you can catch them out of the back, or you can throw passes out of the backfield. You can rack up a few points that way. Uh, as far as, like, Alfred Blue goes, I don't really see him. has a lot of competition. Uh, I'm actually comfortable dropping Alfred Blue in standard formats mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, me too. And Foster, I'm with you. I'm starting him everywhere I have him, which is a lot of spots. Heavily invested in Foster. But I also just don't feel great yet. I want to see him uh, fare better on the ground. Uh, but, yeah, again, I'm starting him where I can and hoping – uh, for a 100-yard day on the ground for him. But, yeah, you mentioned T.J. Yeldon. He, he barely got that in, in overtime, went over 100 yards. But the workload, I mean, we're talking about one of the heavier workloads in all of the NFL so far. We'll get to uh, the Jags a little later. But moving on, Sunday's games, Browns at Ravens. Ravens, seven-point favorites at home, over under 43. Duke Johnson, pretty, really pretty impressive, especially you know with McCown under center. Seems like... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he's getting a lot of looks in the passing game and ha- having some success. What are your expectations for him in this one? I mean, I think Duke Johnson's worked with both Browns quarterbacks enough, so it doesn't really matter at this point who's under center. I think it's just a matter of him getting worked into the offense. And, and now he's finally there where he's getting almost an even split as far as touches go with Isaiah Crowell. Of course, Crowell's probably going to outrush him, but Duke Johnson in those PPR formats I think is a very viable flex play. He'll get I mean, he he tied with Travis Benjamin for the team lead last week with 10 targets. Yeah. They each were targeted 10 times, and Johnson ended up catching nine of those for, I believe, 80-something yards and one touchdown there. I can see that picking up with the Ravens' defense, especially without Suggs, uh, maybe having a little bit of trouble covering some of those backs that are coming out of the backfield. But Duke Johnson is their third down back, and, and in PPR formats, five catches, 50 yards is by no means a lofty expectation. Yeah, absolutely. And Travis Benjamin, yeah, 10 targets last week, has 10 in each of the last two weeks, and mm-hmm. only had four apiece in the first two games. But I really think just given his role in the passing game, really prominent, uh, he's more than just a return yardage league guy. I think mm-hmm. I, I know we kind of talked about that early in the season, but 
uh, I think he's really kind of on the the standard radar at the, even at this point. I saw you picked him up in one of yep. our leagues. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play you this week, Clay. And, of course, I'm, I'm an unfortunate Des oh, no. Bryant and Sammy Watkins owner, so I needed a, a couple of receivers. I, I actually got a lot of profit uh, out of Ted Ginn last week and got a couple touchdowns, but unfortunately I had to cut him on a bye tight roster. It's only a 10-team league. Don't mm-hmm. really need to hang on to him. There are any guys that are going to play. So I actually I picked up both Nelson Aguilar and Travis Benjamin to start against you this week. It might be a little bit of a long shot. You're definitely projected to beat me, um, blowing me out of the water in the receiver category. Running backs getting a lot closer there, but uh, it should be a close matchup, I think. It, it really depends on what I can get out of these fringe guys, and with the Baltimore pass defense that hasn't been the strongest, I have high hopes for Benjamin this week. Uh, I mean, not necessarily would I say he's a must-start anywhere, but I think in certain situations he's a good play. Yeah, and again, return yardage leagues. I, I really like him. Yeah. I mean, he's Owned been really in return consistent. yardage yeah. leagues. All ten team return yardage leagues should mm. Benjamin should be rostered. Like I had the decision of a guy I got on waivers, and then he missed practice yesterday with an ankle injury. Alan Hearns. Mm-hmm. I think I'd start Benjamin over Hearns because I mean Hearns had 15 targets last week, but uh, the, the fact that Benjamin seen double digits in back to back weeks, I think Hearns had like four the week before. So yeah. a little bit more consistency. Yeah, need to see more consistent looks in the passing game from Hearns. We'll move on. Rams at Packers. Packers ten point favorites at home, over under forty five and a half. Now, not surprised to see that, but Rams coming off a really nice win over Arizona, and big part of that was Todd Gurley sealing that victory late. I know some people were like giving him grief for not like running into the end zone, but that was such a smart play, yep. just to stay in there and because that sealed the victory. If you go in, you at least give them a, a shred of hope yep. uh, to maybe come back and score in that final you know thirty seconds or whatever it was. But really like what I saw from Gurley. Looks healthy. Over under 85 rushing yards in this one? I think it's going to be really close. I had an easier time setting the over under than actually picking an over. I would say if it were total yards, you'd go over, but I think 80 yards is probably. He's going to come back down to the mean a little bit. And yeah, apparently he doesn't own himself on his fantasy team because that's really a, a fantasy owner gripe. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm sure Rams fans in real life had absolutely zero problem with that. Yeah, I, I get that fantasy owners were, were probably really pissed about it. Uh, I didn't start him last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the leagues I have him, just because again he didn't, he only had like eight or nine touches in his debut, and needed to see more. Really good game, but now he's locked in every yes, week. Every borderline RB one. Yeah, I'd keep. Yeah, RB two. Mm-hmm. He's in the top ten of the RotoWire re- weekly rankings here uh, by Jeff Erickson, and I fully agree with that. He's a must start every week moving forward. I understand how people were hesitant against the Cardinals defense, but the way he was able to perform against the Cardinals just shows even further that that he's ready to be deployed in all formats. Do you think Rodgers has success against this Rams defense that I think is is pretty underrated? I think this is a pretty good unit, but it is Aaron Rodgers. So are you yes. using him, obviously, in season long, but what about daily? I almost have to put Rodgers in a daily lineup just about every week just because of the five-touchdown capability. Ended up uh, uh, using him a lot against the Chiefs, and that worked out well for me. Uh, the reason I think he could be viable this week is, like the Chiefs, well, the Chiefs didn't really keep it close. The Rams might have a better chance to keep the game close as far as uh, being able to score. So Rodgers will have to continue to throw throughout most of the game. And if he's if he throws 40 passes, the chances of him throwing four touchdowns are, are very good. And, and Rodgers doesn't really throw interceptions at home. Knock on wood here. I don't want to jinx it. I believe he's without a pick this season. But I, I like Rodgers just as much as any in a daily format. If you can pay up for him, he is the top price, mm-hmm. priced quarterback on the board across just about every site I've seen. Yeah, I think using Rodgers and Daly, yeah, I'm with you. I want one lineup at least every week. It's like a Trout or Harper in baseball, you know. Exactly. He's just a guy that 
you pay up for because they're so much better than everybody else. Yeah, the floor is so much better. Yeah, exactly. Bears at Chiefs over under 45 in this one. Jay Cutler, at least in my opinion, a surprise start last week. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting him to be able to go, but it sounds like he talked his way into the lineup. Uh, looked all right. I mean, looked like Jay Cutler typically looks. Did have that pick to Charles Woodson. Loved that. Yeah. Jay's going to throw us the ball. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite quotes Always. ever. Uh, well, he, I mean, he's. I don't love him, especially in this matchup on the road, but what would you think about him as a, as a streaming option if, if you're – quarterbacks on by this week yeah i actually had to do this in our in a 16 team office league that we do where cam newton was on a buy and i just never bothered to draft another quarterback but looking at the waiver wire of course uh of course blake bortles was taken by rotowire's very own nick whalen owner of team mark brunell so there's no surprise there bortles <laughs> first place was, team right yeah for, yeah i think he's up there yeah good for him but uh but yeah i had to go to cutler on the waiver wire I actually had to make a decent bid on him because there's 16 teams and a decent amount of quarterbacks are on by this week so people need to go ahead and get him so i went ahead spent some money on cutler and i'm hoping he delivers uh what is slightly discouraging elshon jeffrey hamstring injury another limited practice thursday so i mean if jeffrey gets back cutler's value obviously goes up quite a bit especially uh with eddie royal also a little bit banged up there cutler's got to have somebody to throw to outside of martellus bennett and matt forte but as we saw last week that was that was uh perfectly acceptable offensive options for cutler to get it done not a huge fantasy game but not a letdown either now, Jamal Charles, this is such a juicy matchup for him. I love him here. Price on DraftKings, 7800 Kind of a must-play in, in cash games, maybe fade in, in big tournaments, but cash game locked in. Yeah, if you're, if you're setting a 50-50 lineup and looking to build that bankroll this week, I think Jamal Charles is a staple. He has been, uh, you know, I got asked this earlier today, who is the fantasy MVP of, 20, of 2015? And I think you can absolutely make a case for Jamal Charles because he's been consistent. 17 yeah. to 25 points just about every single week. He's always going to get his touches. He's one of those rare backs that I say is game-proof. I mean, they were way behind to the Packers, uh, and he still was used quite frequently in the offense and ended up scoring three times. And, of course, if they're ahead, they're going to want to run the ball to them, and I think that's the more likely option here where the Chiefs get ahead. But regardless of how he gets his points, he's going to get his, and it's a solid foundation for your lineup with very big game potential. I like that. And, you know, the book's still out as far as the fantasy MVP, but I think another guy that, we, that we've already talked about, Todd Gurley, could very well be that be that guy who – just wins people their league because you you didn't have to spend you know a top three pick on him probably fourth fifth round maybe yep. maybe third if it was a deeper league but I think in the end he he could be a top ten overall guy uh, kind of like an o- Odell Beckham type impact down the stretch here but we'll move on Seahawks at Bengals Bengals uh, three point favorites at home over under forty three what do you think of the Bengals D this week because the Seahawks offensive line has looked atrocious and. Uh, Marshawn Lynch looking highly questionable. No practice Wednesday. Uh, very durable guy, so I wouldn't rule him out by any means yet. But do you think this is maybe a, a good opportunity to use the Bengals' defense? Yeah, especially if Lynch is out, and that's a yeah. huge thing. But, I mean, you mentioned the Seahawks' offensive line woes, and uh, Russell Wilson, as mobile as he is, has been getting sacked a lot this year. Mm-hmm. And the Bengals, after a disappointing season last year in terms of rushing the quarterback, they've really turned that aspect of their game on and have, I don't have the number in front of me, but I believe they have double-digit sacks at least through the first four weeks. And I'd say they're a safe bet to get to Russell Wilson a couple times. And, I mean, they they are the home team, 
Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe maybe hold them under 20 points. We'll see, especially if they can keep that pass rush going. So I actually like the Bengals. Uh, they weren't they didn't have super high ownership in leagues when I was going to pick them up. I couldn't grab them anywhere. But they're an excellent streaming option this week. And of course, in daily, they're going to be just in the middle of the road. If you're looking for a dirt cheap defense, I kind of like the Jags against the Bucks a little mm-hmm. bit. But uh, that might be a stretch if you want to go with something a little bit safer. Uh, Bengals D this week for sure. Yeah, I like the Bengals D, and I like the the team. You know, I actually expected coming into the year this team was in danger of maybe taking a step back but they look actually like uh, they've matured really across the board Andy Dalton looks good and uh, mm-hmm. you mentioned uh, Russell Wilson taking a ton of sacks and also fumbling a lot mm-hmm. over the past couple of seasons he's fumbled uh, at a very high rate I, I think he probably loses one maybe throws a pick in this one takes you know maybe four, three or four mm-hmm. sacks so but, but he won't get a concussion because of his vitamin water right <laughs> Yeah. yeah, miracle, sparkling yeah, water. Exactly. What about Jeremy Hill? Limited on Thursday. And I also think, you know, last week's line, if you just glance at the stats, a bit misleading because the touches weren't through the roof. Do you think maybe this knee injury, if, even if he's active, maybe those touches get scaled back even further? Yeah, a little bit. If you can catch someone in your league who's uh, who's looking to buy Jeremy Hill, this could be a perfect opportunity to sell high. And I guess the other big takeaway from this is if he – continues to be limited on friday or or if he for whatever reason mispracticed friday then i think you almost got to throw i mean it is a tough matchup against the seahawks but just touch wise joe bernard needs to get a look in most daily formats yeah i'm I'm with you for sure Uh, especially ppr Mm -hmm. formats redskins at falcons falcons eight point favorites uh at home over under 48 really surprised with the falcons this year one of the four no teams and uh, looking like they might actually be legit uh, I like the way the defense has exceeded expectations. I thought they were going to be pretty atrocious. And the the success on the ground, I also thought their offensive line was, was poor. But Devontae Freeman has had a ton of success. Uh, three touchdowns apiece in each of his first two career starts. If we're talking rest of season ranking here. I mean, Tevin Coleman returning to practice this week, it's fair to say he's lost that starting job when he comes back. But I, I do think Coleman is involved when he returns. So so where can we safely put Freeman if we're talking rest of season rankings among running backs? Yeah, I mean, I looked at the Rotowire rankings that were updated today as, as far as rest of season goes, and he's just on the edge of the top 10. But say you're a Devontae Freeman owner, I do, I do worry a little bit about Coleman cutting into those carries because he ran well before he got yeah. hurt, and I don't know if the injury will affect that or not. But I think they... This is a team that clearly wants to make the playoffs this year. Defense is really the difference maker here that's going to allow them to do that. They've always had the offensive firepower. But if you're a Freeman owner right now, I think this is a pretty good, as much as I I agree that he could be a top 10 running back rest of season, I I think this is a pretty decent sell-high opportunity. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, for example, if you wanted to go and offer someone Freeman for Todd Gurley straight up, Oh, I, I would take Gurley. I would take okay. a Gurley end of that. Even what about Freeman for Mark Ingram straight up? I think you can even make a case mm-hmm. for Mark Ingram there because yeah, those guys have pretty much solid, secure roles the rest of the season. And barring any injury, all things equal, I think there's a good chance that uh, they outperform Freeman. I think Freeman's stats at the end of the year might look a little bit better, but you need to think of from this point on, I guess, if you're making trades. And as much, I like Devontae Freeman. There's no knock on him. There's certainly reasons to use him in daily still, even though his price is hiked up quite a bit. But I, as far as how many more three-touchdown games, I mean, I don't think he's going to set any Ladanian Tomlinson records or anything no. like that. So I, I'd, I'd sell high while you can. And if someone wants to do Gurley and maybe maybe even an, an extra bench receiver or some depth, you might be able to find 
some an owner who will take that. I'll, yeah. I'll definitely be. I don't own Freeman anywhere. I wasn't very high on him because of the whole Tevin Coleman thing. Actually, when most of my drafts were going down, it was uh, the two were kind of neck and neck in ADP, and I just avoided it. Mm-hmm. Uh, have been able to profit off Freeman and Daly a little bit, which has been wonderful. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, I don't have to have that opportunity to go out and make that offer. But you have to consider it if you're a Freeman owner. Yeah, you know, I think that's very wise to point out because. I mean, like his ability as a pass catcher out of the backfield. Also like how he's looked running the ball. But, yeah, I think you have to real think about it. Coming into the year, this was a guy who was who had a career average pretty well under four yards per carry. Also the fact that he was beat out for the starting job by Tevin Coleman. I mean, I think this team is, is very high on Coleman or is going to get him involved. I'm not saying it's going to be a 50-50 timeshare or something like that, but I do think they could uh, very much look to – Get him early down work, maybe goal line work as well. And I also think with, with the touchdowns and his success in the past two games, it's it's the environment. It's the team context. You know, uh, it's you know, a perfect fit for him in a perfect uh, storm, so to speak, uh, for fantasy success. And I don't really see it uh, him continuing at anywhere near that clip. Yeah, I'm right there with you. A lot of his touchdowns have been kind of outside the 20-yard line on, on little dump-offs and things like that. A couple big runs in there, but once the Falcons get inside the 10-yard line, I, I do think that they'll be more uh, inclined to go with Coleman once he's, of course, healthy and available. Jaguars at Buccaneers. Buccaneers, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home, over under 42. Now, I mentioned Alan Hearns kind of in passing earlier. Uh, he did return to practice Thursday. That's a good sign. He, I think he sat out entirely on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Ankle and thigh issues, but 15 targets last week. Just 4500 on DraftKings. Is the injury going to scare you off, or is that price just too appealing? If I'm sending a DraftKings lineup uh, on Sunday morning, uh, right around the inactives time, of course, I want to confirm it first, but as long as... He's healthy and he suits up and plays. I think he's a perfectly uh, perfectly acceptable candidate to be playing uh, wide receiver in your lineup or in your daily lineup. If you're in a deep tournament, think of what you can do with the rest of your lineup if you build it around Blake Bortles and Alan Hearns because the other Alan on that team, Alan Robinson, is going to validate most of the attention from opposing defensive backs. Robinson mm-hmm. will probably draw the number one, and that leaves plenty of time for Bortles, second year in the league, maybe getting a little bit better at progressing through his reads, and which is why he get, he'll see Hearns little bit more Marquise Lee's still very banged up so I'm not quite sure he's ready to be a factor yet Julius Thomas of course not quite ready to be a factor yet uh, so yeah you have to look at Hearns in daily lineups so he's not the safest play in cash in cash games but in tournaments the upside is enough and the price is low enough that you have to consider it yeah I think you're right about uh, cash games because as we mentioned we have 15 targets last week before the week before I want to see more consistency before I trust him as a reliable uh, option, but definitely in tournaments like him. Jameis Winston, you know, the, if you look at just the point total for fantasy, it wasn't terrible last week, but four picks. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned you do like the Jags D, but uh, as a sneaky play. But anybody on this Buccaneers offense, uh, Mike Evans, are you starting him for sure? Anybody yeah. beside him? Yeah, Mike Evans, you have to. Uh, and I'm in a couple spots where I, I got I went so down on Doug Martin last week that I benched him in a bunch of places, and of course he has his best week of the season. I think I, you can you can make a case for Doug Martin as an RB two or a flex, even though didn't play all that much more than Charles Sims. I don't know if I'd be aggressive enough to act on that and start Sims over Martin in any places, but I mean Sims value should be still pretty cheap in daily formats, and if you if you're looking for a flyer to save money elsewhere or someone to pair up with Jamal Charles, perhaps there's there, there's a case to be made. 
for for Sims potentially producing, especially in those PPR formats like DraftKings, where he's going to be the primary third down back and getting more catches out of the backfield. But uh, but are you throwing uh, Mister Don't Call Me Muscle Hamster back into your lineups, or do you think Sims maybe eats into him and, and keeps him from having you know double digit fantasy day? Man, I did I did in one league, and I'm sitting there, I'm I'm torn. I have to make a decision before tonight between Arian Foster and Doug Martin, and I, I, I'm leaning Martin a little bit just because of the short week for Foster and, and the underwhelming mm-hmm. performance his first week back. It's interesting. I think, just for the record, I, I'd go Foster, but I do think that is that is a toss, uh, a bit of a toss up. As close I mean, to a toss up as yeah, it gets, you know. I just think I do am scared of Doug Martin. Thankfully, I didn't send him last week in the league. I have him in, but that was out of necessity, just because of my other options were either on by or injured. Uh, so I was lucky, lucky to get those points from him. We'll move on. Saints at Eagles. Eagles uh, four and a half point favorites at home. Over under forty nine and a half. Pretty high over under. Uh, Vegas expecting uh, quite a few points to be put up here in this one. Sam Bradford, nice week last week. Three TDs. Finally get to see him stretch the field, air it out deep. Uh, do you see him doing that again this week? And maybe the combination of Bradford and Jordan Matthews returning a significant profit? Yes, indeed. In, in my few daily lineups that I've set so far, my cash games, I'm trying to go with the Brady-Adelman combo. I think that's going to be huge against Dallas. We'll get to that a little bit later. But in the tournaments, I think that Bradford and Matthews' prices have deflated enough for me for them to be very profitable in the next mm. couple of weeks. And I think those two are only getting more and more chemistry. Bradford's getting more and more comfortable uh, at with the pace and the speed of a regular season game, going at the rate that this that this offense was intended to be played at. And I I mean, there's always a chance for a dud, so it's a little bit risky in cash games. But if you're playing a tournament. I think these guys have potential. I mean, if Bradford throws three touchdowns and one or two of them go to Matthews, then you're going to be in excellent shape in that tournament because mm-hmm. more likely than not, you have enough money left over to get guys like Jamal Charles and Rob Gronkowski in your lineup. Yeah, and you know Matthews hasn't had a, a big week outside of week one yet, but the target numbers have been really pretty consistent, 13, 9, 8, and 8. And yeah, the fact that none of those three last week from Bradford went to Matthews, I feel like he's, I mean... You don't want to say he's due, but I feel like if Bradford has has a big game again this week, Matthews is going to be a lot more involved and, and reap the benefits of that. So I definitely like him. And uh, you know, target numbers are, are so important. I think you know, talking about the the number of targets for Matthews, thirty eight. I mean, he's that's more than Larry Fitzgerald, Randall Cobb, even uh, AJ Green as well. So I think you know you have to chase opportunities more than production on the field. Yeah, right on. Just as important as looking at game logs, it's looking mm-hmm. at, at target numbers and snap counts as well. And just on the other side there, we're like with the Saints, Brandon Cooks was on the field for almost all of their snaps despite the production not being there yet. So one of these weeks, Cooks will be involved. So I, j- I just think those are a couple of the important stats to look at when you're setting both your daily and your season-long lineups. What do you think about Willie Sneed? Did you did you buy in or pick him up anywhere this week? I didn't really touch him in any anywhere this week. I think that's just the case of uh, Drew Brees spreading the ball around to whoever's open, mm-hmm. and I, I wouldn't expect that from Snead on a week-to-week basis. Uh, maybe a tournament play, but I'm not even really that confident unless you've maxed out your budget elsewhere and need need a need a late flyer. Uh, I didn't yeah. I didn't bid on him in any season-long leagues. I usually went, I usually go receiver heavy in drafts anyway, so I'm pretty good at those positions. But I mean, Snead's an option, but I, I don't know. I still like PPR. I still like Brandon Coleman better rest of the season. I think yeah. Brandon Coleman's build is just better suited for uh, for a guy like Snead or than a guy like Snead, especially yeah. when it comes to targets in the red zone. 
He was just getting a lot of looks. I picked him up in one league, the 16-team one, mm-hmm. uh, just because that was the league I lost as, and just needed somebody, a body to, to throw in there. So, uh, yeah, I'm not expecting a lot long-term, but I think as long as Drew Brees is looking his way and trusting him, I mean, somebody's got to get the ball in that offense. And uh, Brandon Cooks, Brandon Coleman, I, I do like the talent of those guys, but the production hasn't been there. So, I mean, I, I'm souring on them a bit, not willing to – cut bait with those guys yet maybe i've seen coleman dropped in several leagues but i'm definitely not thinking about dropping brandon cooks just yet fantasy football just got a whole lot more interesting week five DraftKings will be hosting yet another millionaire maker event with 1.2 million going to first place go to draftkings.com now and enter promo code rotowire to play free with your first deposit on DraftKings. that's promo code rotowire for free entry now with your first deposit at draftkings.com this isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Bills at Texans. Texans uh, actually favored in this one by a point over under uh, 41 and a half. I think we're looking at Titans there, maybe not Oh, the I'm Texans. sorry. Not Texans. T-teams. Yeah, <laughs> Texans playing tonight. Yep. Bills at Titans. Titans favored by one at home over under 41 and a half. Now, for the Bills, uh, LaShawn McCoy, Carlos Williams, both sidelined again at practice Thursday, both DNPs. Williams with the concussion, McCoy with the hamstring injury. So that leaves Booby Dixon as the guy to probably head the backfield again. The guy who's, you know, throughout the recent seasons has found himself as a, a fantasy relevant player just via injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, him stepping up and getting spot starts. Is this a situation where, uh, just given the expected workload, you, you may pick him up, throw him in, throw him in a lineup or two? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really pick him up anywhere because. I, it's not too hard to find a running back on the waiver wire that's going to get you four to six points in a given week. And I, I don't know. I think I think Dixon could be productive, but it might be a little bit touchdown dependent. I, I'm not super confident in him having one like a hundred yard rushing game, for example. Even though it is the Titans' defense, he is on the road though. Uh, I think in a tournament it could be viable because maybe he gets a goal line carrier too and, and can help you in that way. Uh, but as far as beyond just this week in productivity and season-long formats, there's not much. However, if you're sitting there and you've got Adrian Peterson and Jonathan Stewart, maybe Lamar Miller, who you're probably benching anyway, but if you have all those guys on a bye week this week, then maybe you can consider him uh, just as he's a great plug-and-play this week. I just don't think he holds a lot of rest-of-season value. Sammy Watkins, he's got a calf injury. Took part in individual drills Wednesday, but did not participate in Thursday's practice. Uh, looks like Tyrod Taylor and company going to be without walking services for another week here. And it was a step back for Tyrod last week. I still like him. In the end, he did salvage his day a bit, and he also had a uh, TD called back uh, to, to Charles Clay, who I really think is, is pushing top five at what is a pretty shallow. I mean, you, there's a lot of streaming options at tight end, but the elite guys are, are pretty thin, and I think the targets alone make, make Charles Clay a pretty nice option. Yeah, and even these so-called elite guys are, are, are really underperforming. I mean, Greg Olson had one mm-hmm. big week, but he's been quiet in the rest of them. And uh, Jimmy Graham as well. It's just too much blocking for him. It's, it's not, not really optimistic. So your elite guys are probably Gronk. Kelsey, I think you can put it in there, and then you kind of go down the ladder a little bit. Eifert's maybe a fringe guy. I actually traded Eifert away in one league uh, because, I mean, in the last three weeks he hasn't even done what he's done in week one yet. Of course, rough touchdown call on that. But, uh, I mean, yeah, you got to think of uh, Clay as right up there. I think you can absolutely make an argument for top five, your namesake. Over, well, I think I'd still take Jimmy Graham, but I think it's pretty close. Yeah. Like, I just the don't fact trust that you Jimmy have to Graham. think about yeah. it at this point in the season tells you a lot. Obviously, if you're a Graham owner, you can't really panic. You still have to start him, but 
you have to start considering uh, what you're going to do about that. Yeah, quite definitely. Uh, We'll move on here. Cardinals at Lions. Cardinals two and a half point favorites on the road. Over under forty four. Lions staring staring at zero and five, right in the face. Tough break last week, but at the same time, I don't know if they really deserve to win that game. What what are you expecting uh, from the Lions against this this tough defense? I mean, you think Megatron will have a uh, a decent game? He'll probably draw Patrick Peterson, one of the better cover corners, but of course does have a what I believe is a little bit of a size advantage there, so I wouldn't shy away from Megatron in any formats for any reason. Go out and use him as your wide receiver one, maybe not with wide receiver one expectations. Um, as far as other Lions, Golden Tate, I can't start him with confidence anymore. He's sitting on my bench over guys like well, Keenan Allen, of course. I think that's an no-brainer that you have to play Allen over Tate. Uh, um, and I'm using a running back. I'm using. I'm actually using Ronnie Hillman over Golden Tate this week uh, in my flex spot because that that's what it's came down mm-hmm. to. I don't have Jarvis Landry to use in in my uh, flex spot this week in a PPR format for the record. There, so not super confident about Tate or really any of the running backs or even Stafford to be honest. Usually Megatron inflates Stafford's numbers. That hasn't happened. Uh, you know, of course, you see Johnson's fumble last week. They still don't have didn't have an offensive touchdown in that game. Uh, after that got called back. So that's a little bit scary. I'm a little bit worried about uh, Lions, um, Lions just offensive options outside of Calvin Johnson and maybe staying away against one of the better defenses. Yeah, I think that's the right call to start Hillman over Tate, right? Yep. Because, yeah, I mean, the production hasn't been there. Plus, I just want those assured touches. I, I mean, whenever there's that toss-up at the flex spot, I almost always take – uh, the running back, even if I think the, the receiver has slightly more upside, I just got to go with that floor at the flex spot. Do you usually go that same philosophy? It, if it's a standard league, I'll go running back just because of the touches. If it's a PPR, then then it starts to lean a little bit more in the other direction for yeah. me. The league I'm referring to is a PPR, and if, if Landry wasn't on a bye this week, I'd probably play Landry over Hillman in the flex. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to Golden Tate over Hillman, I, I got to go Hillman this week. Now, offensively for the Cardinals, Andre Ellington limited at Wednesday's practice, but uh, Bruce Arians, coach of the the Cardinals, said that Ellington, quote, should be ready to return Sunday against the Lions. Now, with with him back in the mix, got Ellington and and the two Johnsons there, are you just staying away from from this trio entirely? I mean, there's going to be some situations in season long where your hand will be forced because of bye weeks, but you're going to try to avoid it if possible. I wouldn't touch these guys in daily, whether it's a cash game or a tournament, there's just uh, very little upside to be gained there. You know how careful Arians was with Ellington last year, and with another injury, there, there's little reason to all of a sudden give him the bulk of the workload. I think Chris Johnson will still be heavily involved, and, and David Johnson needs to get a couple touches too. Mm-hmm. There's just too many miles to feed. I, I, I wouldn't play him in daily. Uh, pick your spots in, in, in season long. If you're in a really deep league with bye week problems, then maybe mm-hmm. you need to consider one of them. But I, I would have a very hard time telling you who's going to be the best producer out of all of them. It's whoever gets the most touches, and, and that's still pretty unknown. I have a good feeling about Michael Floyd in this one. He's seen an increased role each of the last two weeks. Deserving. He gets so. behind the defense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think he's a good player, and I'm glad they're getting him more involved really fell in a lot of drafts and he hasn't really been startable to this point but I think he gets behind the defense for a long score in this one mm-hmm. yeah I've been hanging on to him in the, in the 12 team PPR that we do together Clay and mm-hmm. uh, haven't needed to play him yet because of I've been fortunate enough to have 
uh, Randall Cobb and Keenan Allen and Jarvis Landry and and Golden Tate. So he falls below those guys on my board even even this week a little bit. But I, I, he'll be tough. You could maybe put him neck and neck with Tate. Yeah. But I could see him being someone that I'll start to use more in my lineups. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, Fitzgerald has had kind of a resurgence playing more snaps out of the slot. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but overall, I think, I mean, Floyd has some potential, some big game potential yeah. for down the road, especially if you know Carson Palmer can get stay healthy first and then get him the, get him the deep balls there. Yeah, I want to take advantage and use him before he has that breakout game. You know, try to f- foresee that. Who knows if it's going to be this week, but I do have a, a feeling that he, it could be uh, a game where he has some success, and I want to take advantage while that price is yeah. still real very quick. Depressed. Yeah, three thousand on yeah. DraftKings, so Dirt pretty. Cheap basically minimum priced yeah. on DraftKings and and there will be one week where the millionaire maker has Floyd in, mm-hmm. in their lineup I, I I don't know what I want to put down on that but I'm uh, I'm pretty confident that we'll see a big game out of him and it's going to help somebody in daily quite definitely uh Patriots at Cowboys Patriots 10 point favorites on the road over under 49 and a half in this one highest over under on the slate actually you expecting big things from the Brady Edelman connection uh, maybe stacking those guys, maybe along with a guy like LeGarrette Blunt, who in a blowout should have a, a pretty mm-hmm. prominent role. Yeah, kind of like it was against the Jaguars when he had three touchdowns in the second half. I could see Blunt being a, a decent option, but I'm going to go with the pass-catching options because even with the Cowboys banged up quite a bit, I still think they'll be able to find a way to put some points on the board, and Belichick and the Patriots aren't going to let up. I, I can see Edelman getting double-digit receptions in this one. If he finds the end zone, hooray, that's a bonus. Um, also, Gronk's a safe play in just about any cash game as well. Uh, I don't know if I'd say must-play yet, but you, you have to give it, a, give it some thought. But in my early lineups uh in my cash games i do have a brady edelman working for me and i think that's going to be profitable i was pretty impressed with the cowboys defense early in the year but they just haven't looked very good lately probably on the field too much you know the offense not really allow them allowing them to catch their breath a lot so i mean they will get a tough day yep they will get greg hardy back so that could bolster their pat their that could that will bolster their pass Mm -hmm. rush quite Mm -hmm. a bit regardless of you know what you say about this character the guy can run rush the passer big time so uh, uh that maybe is an effect if, if brady has to if he if brady gets chased a little bit more than normal but he, if that's the case then maybe he'll go for more quick throws and that's where edelman jumps in broncos at raiders broncos four and a half point favorites in this one over under 43 and a half you know raiders really taking a step back last week i thought you know they were on the verge of maybe going to three and one really making an early season statement that this is a legit turnaround or turnaround for them, but took that loss in Chicago. Uh, Amari Cooper seeing a lot of targets, but uh, going to draw a keep to leave in this one. The Broncos defense has just been outstanding uh, all season. So uh, are you staying away from Cooper in this one? Probably not in, in season long, but in daily. Yeah, probably in daily. I think uh, the price is uh, a little bit much for me. And we saw what Stephon Diggs and the Vikings did a couple plays against Tlaib last week, but I think that's absolutely far from the norm. And I'd be a little bit worried about Cooper. That's probably one of the better cornerbacks he's faced Mm -hmm. in the league this year. Of course, in in your season long, the way you drafted him, he's probably still a wide receiver too, and you have to treat him as such. But uh, in daily, I I don't see there being a, a whole lot of potential there. Yeah, and you know, a lot of fantasy players noticed, and rightfully so, that Oakland just can't cover tight ends. I mean, mm-hmm. they've given up six TDs to tight ends, uh, 18 fantasy points per game allowed to opposing tight ends. 
Uh, are you going to profit from this by you know throwing Owen Daniels into your lineups? Yeah, you know, I I might. I think he's he's cheap enough where there's plenty of room for profit there. I mean, Virgil Green last week played 30 snaps and didn't see a single target, uh, according to the game log I'm looking at right now. Owen Daniels, on the other hand, has scored a touchdown in back-to-back weeks, and uh, you're not going to kid anyone if you say, if you think Peyton Manning doesn't know that already in his head, and he's going to mm-hmm. be looking for Daniels. Uh, Daniels, a veteran, 32. Uh, of course, at the tight end position, we see guys like Witten that are, or even Gonzalez in years past that are ageless, and I think Daniels could get in the end zone once. Uh, again, I probably wouldn't use him in a cash game, but I think if you need to clear up budget, I mean, the difference between Daniels and Gronk, I don't, I didn't look yet, but I think it's got to be around three thousand dollars. So mm-hmm. that alone will make you want to just target any tight end against the Raiders. Uh, quickly, Niners at Giants. Giants seven point favorites at home. Over under forty three. You using the Giants defense at home in this one? I mean, Colin Kaepernick is a mess right now. Yeah, you know they're a little bit too pri- high priced in daily, at least in the formats I was looking at earlier. But I did drop the Dolphins defense and picked up the Giants this week. I think there's plenty of room for a couple of interceptions, possibly some big plays. I mean, you got guys like Prince Mukumara out there that can, you know, are a threat for a pick six on any down. And and Kaepernick has shown this year that he's a threat to throw a pick six on any down. So there's uh, absolutely some room for profit there, just uh, in in whether it's return games. Kicking, you know, punt returns or interception returns. I think there's a decent chance the Giants squeak out a touchdown out of this. At the very least, a few turnovers. Monday night game: Steelers at Chargers. Chargers three point favorites. Over under forty five and a half. Now the Steelers will get Martavis Bryant back from suspension. Apparently looked good in practice, but uh, you know we still have Vic under center for Pittsburgh. What, what are your expectations for him? And this one, and can we expect a bounce back from Antonio Brown? You know, I'm not really ready to use Bryant yet just because he hasn't had that much uh, experience with Vic to build chemistry yet. Uh, I mean, Vic's favorite target last week was pretty clearly Darius Hayward Bay, and I would be willing to I'd be willing to wager this week that Hayward Bay probably has a little bit better of a game numbers-wise than Bryant. Rest of season, I think Bryant blows him out of the water, but of course, Mark, Marcus Wheaton's a little bit banged up. I don't see him being involved much at all. Apparently, Mike Vick must just have a thing for against Heath Miller because he won't even look his way. But, uh, I mean, I think this is something that Todd Haley and the Steelers' offense is, is going to work on this week, how they can get Antonio Brown the ball. Because outside of Le'Veon Bell, he's your best playmaker. And, and I'm pretty high on Le'Veon Bell this week. I would say if I had to do weekly rankings, I'd have him number two overall behind Jamal Charles just because of matchup. But, of course, Le'Veon Bell, you can have you can expect a 20- to 25-point fantasy day from him as well. Yeah, he looks so good. And, and, you know, I saw Chris List on his, like, weekly observation saying – it's like one of the best backs he's ever actually laid eyes on, and I, I kind of agree. He just looks so fluid and just so strong Great as hands. a runner. Yep. Yeah, can't praise full him package. Yeah. Chargers getting a player back from suspension themselves, Antonio Gates. Expect him to step back in, immediately become Phillip Rivers' you know, top red zone target, as he's always been, and really one of the top options in, in the passing game. I mean, Gates just 4200 on DraftKings, so there's plenty of room for profit there. I mean, you compare that to Rob Gronkowski's salary of 7500 on DraftKings. I think you can save some money. I did use Gates in one of my daily lineups so far. I think I, I, have, a good cha- I have a pretty good feeling about him. Just the fact that Gates will be hungry. He'll want to prove people. You know, Anyone that's doubted or criticized him, mm-hmm. he'll be ready to go. And, I mean... I'm optimistic enough. I mean, the Steelers don't have the uh, greatest pass defense, or at least what we, not what we've come to expect uh, from recent seasons back when, you know, Palomalu was still captain of the ship and uh, an elite player in the league here. But uh, 
I mean, yeah, Antonio Gates, you got to give him a look here and, and the room for profits there because of the price. Because of the uncertainty, I probably wouldn't touch him in cash games just because you need to go a little bit safer than that. But he's a, he's a decent tournament play. And we've talked about how disappointing a lot of those top tight end options are. I think Gates is a guy in season long. You probably throw into most of your lineups right mm-hmm. away. Yeah, I think he can work his way back into the top eight, which mm-hmm. means tight end one category absolutely well that'll do it for us thank you for listening to the rotowire fantasy football podcast brought to you by draftkings.com the leader in daily fantasy sports use the promo code rotowire when you deposit for a free contest entry today also check out rotowire free for 10 days by going to rotowire.com slash pod that's rotowire.com slash pod once again for jake letarski i'm clay link the rotowire fantasy football podcast will be back with you on friday Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.